Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Welcome to the Tradar, a Spotify top ten traitors podcast. My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in unscripted TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award-winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. This season of the podcast is dedicated to season two of The Traitors US. And my co-host for almost every episode is David Bloomberg. David, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's great to be back. I am as as Matthew just said, David Bloomberg, and I am a hundred percent traitorous fan <laughs> of the show. Um, as most listeners know, I've been covering reality TV for over twenty three years. Online, in newspapers, on my own reality TV websites, on podcasts, on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, and of course on Twitter and similar platforms. So, if there's a possible way to cover reality TV, I believe I've found it. <laughs> yeah. And last week we were joined by a Canadian, or two weeks ago, I should say, joined by a Canadian traitor. Melissa B. And since it was so much fun, this week we're joined by a Canadian faithful. It's Mary Wisden. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. I love it. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, 100% faithful, but definitely look like a traitor. So. Yes, I was going to say, you know, he claims you're a faithful, but I have it on good authority that mm -hmm. you, you know, you seem to be a traitor. I'm not ride or die enough. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you may be a tracer by the end of this podcast. Once yeah. you get into it, <laughs> we'll uh, and of course, Mary, it must be quite different for you to watch the show as a former participant compared mm -hmm. to you know the way that I see it. What What's it like to to see it from your perspective? Uh, it feels like I'm having a visceral reaction every time I watch it. Uh, <laughs> if I if I miss an episode and then I catch up watching two episodes, I need to like take a bath and relax myself because it feels like <laughs> it's all coming back at me, and I'm just like I feel like a little bit of a war veteran. 
mean, I, we are we are talking about the Traders US today. Apart from the cast, what do you feel are the sort of big differences between this version of the show and your version? Oh, I'm absolutely loving the missions. Like they're all kind of similar to the ones that we've seen already, but they've changed them up enough so it feels like a different show. Yeah. They like you watch the American, the British, and the Canadian one, and you're like, I've seen this mission like <laughs> three times now. <laughs> and so I think like the biggest is is the missions for me. Okay. And that's okay. And- all these all these missions will be on the season two of the Traders Canada. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 season two of New Zealand and you know, so uh they all they all travel. Well, I mean, is that, David, You, I don't know if you're like hinting something here. Mary, you might have some sort of inside info. Is, is Canada season two official? Is that happening? Do we know? I have no idea. And I don't think oh, anyone no. would tell me. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I thought you had a scoop for us there. Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, I just presume it's happening. I mean, I can't imagine why it wouldn't. Um, it was a I, very popular show. It was in yeah. their like top five for the season, so... Yeah, I have I, to imagine. Yeah, I think so too. I'm sure. I'm sure it must come back. Uh, now, I think we are ready to set up our own game of betrayal and deception. We are going to play the Trader Traitor. Our not so secret mission from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors, ourselves, or anything else at all. For example, I could lie and say that I actually know the outcome of this episode's cliffhanger, when in reality I absolutely don't know. However, I couldn't lie and say that I think Phaedra is the best traitor of all time. That would be a fake opinion. So we are looking for fake facts, not fake thoughts and feelings. And again, because there are three of us, we are going to work within a triangle of detection. So... David, I'm giving myself a difficult job again because I'm going to guess your lie. Uh, David, you're going to guess Mary's lie. And Mary, at the end of the episode, will guess my lie. If the (laughs) original guesser is wrong, the other host could jump in and uh, try and steal the win. So uh, are we ready to lie and betray one another? Absolutely. Me too. (laughs) In that case, our game begins now. And before we launch into our discussion of episode nine, David, you were missing from the podcast last week. So I was was a lot to talk about. You must have thoughts on what you missed on. Yeah, I I did want to share some thoughts since I was uh, visiting my son in in Houston rather than being here, Um, you know, and 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 I think I had told you something big is going to happen the week that I'm not here. Either (laughs) Sandra will get banished or murdered or that'll be when Dr. Will's appearance wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was Dr. Will. Uh, And. You know, so I was initially very annoyed when I saw that I'd miss out on his appearance. But then when I saw what they did with him, I became more annoyed that he was completely wasted by production. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, he is arguably the best Big Brother player ever. He has a whole persona built up around him. He won season two. He was back for all stars in season seven. Uh, He got fourth place uh, in that season and. Many people think he could have won, but basically let his buddy and partner in crime, Mike Boogie, win instead. Um, I actually 
side note, I actually met Mike Boogie in his bar one time when I was visiting California for a Survivor finale. <laughs> but but uh, then later, Mike Boogie went a little off the rails and was found guilty of stalking Dr. Will a few years ago. Oh uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, Dr. Will also won on a special Big Brother edition of The Price is Right and even made an appearance in the book of Boba Fett. So he's got a lot going for him. And they brought him in here to be like, hey, here's the cabin. I'm locking you in. <laughs> and <Bye>. then <laughs> I. Yeah, it was it was just a big, stupid waste. Like, it would have been a better job for like the groundskeeper guy, Fergus, to do yeah. that. Well, he's it would have made more speed. sense. You know, I know, hey, but it like it would have made more sense to have him be right. the one shaking the bugs and stuff like right. than to have this guy who everyone's expecting much more from. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the British version, Claudia just did it. You know, I yeah. mean, there's no reason Alan couldn't have done this. <laughs> None whatsoever. Uh, they wanted to bring in Dr. Will and they were like, OK, what are we going to have him do? Uh, I don't know. Um, now. I don't know if you guys saw this, but after the episode, he did at least one interview. I'm not sure if it was more than one where he kind of trashed the Big Brother players who had played the traitors <laughs> and said they were never even good at Big Brother. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, some of them fired back and said he was too scared to come on because he knew he'd be voted out first. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was scared per se but yeah he probably knows he'd have been target number one for his combination of his huge personality and his reputation um you know but meanwhile in his real life he's a dermatologist he's the chief medical officer for his clinics um i think they're called laser away uh and you know this way he gets a nice little fee a free trip to scotland a little publicity mm -hmm. and he only has to work for a few hours so, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, he's not going to play in that case. <laughs> so. Not when the alternative is getting dumped with bugs. Yeah. And, well, he probably he <laughs> wouldn't have made it this far. There's absolutely no chance he would have made it this far. <laughs> and uh, you have uh, some thoughts on the, well, a couple of other things, actually, that happened last yeah. week. Yeah, so I know you talked about, uh, you know, the Trishel and Peter plan on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, say that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to specifically note my biggest issue with it, which is that Trishel <laughs> did the same thing Dan did. Uh, she, rather than telling people the evidence ahead of time, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, wait for the roundtable and I'll tell you all my notes. Now, she at least mentioned who she was going after, which is the same person Dan was going after. But. You know, we discussed it at the time. People can change their minds at the round table. It's not. And Mary, you could certainly speak to this, I'm sure. Yeah. Tell me, hopefully that I'm right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's not the time to dump a bunch of new information because you can't digest it that quickly and yeah. react to it. And And they saw Dan fail doing this and then they did the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I guess. Trishel's thinking was that Phaedra's too smart and she'll she is so good at arguing back she didn't really want to 
face that but I, I guess for many what what's your what, experience of this yeah I can see why like you don't want to give Phaedra time to like come up with an argument because she is so smart and quick but uh yeah no you don't want to most of the day is spent giving everyone your information because if you're coming to the round table with like a gotcha moment most people are really suspicious of that and they're like well why didn't you tell us before why is this just coming up now um because like the whole point of traders is sharing the information that you have well the whole point of traders is to hide and and get to the end but (laughs) (laughs) if you're playing uh stupidly then the point is to share all your information (laughs) and if you're not going to don't bring it to the round table as like a gotcha because it's just so it does feel stupid yeah, and the thing is, like you both said, Phaedra is so good at responding. She's good at mm-hmm. responding in the heat of the moment. So, yeah. you know, you know you're facing that already, so get everyone else on your side. You know, don't mm-hmm. obviously try not to let the information leak to Phaedra. You know, don't tell Sheree. You know, I mean, you know, then it'll get to her. But I think, you know, I don't know that it would have gotten to her from some of the other people, but at least give them a chance. Spread the information. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was just terrible. Yeah. So uh, your your favorite player of all, Kate. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I, I know people wanted to hear my thoughts on Phaedra's choice of who to blackmail uh, because of some of my well-known opinions about Kate. Um, And it may surprise people, but I'm actually not all that upset about it because I think it, and as we saw a bit uh, in this episode, it will test whether Kate can actually play the game. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the reason I didn't like her was she came in initially just to cause drama. And she once she realized she wasn't going to win, she caused more drama and was just messing with the game. Um, if if she could actually play, well then good. Let's let's see her play. And mm-hmm. uh you know, we'll we'll see what happens as we get into this episode. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm curious to find out what you both think of of Kate in this episode, uh, I, <laughs> I and what your predictions are for Kate moving ahead. Uh, <laughs> many you're laughing already. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I have quite a few thoughts on Kate this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. In that case, I think we should go ahead and begin <laughs> deep diving into episode nine. <laughs> So I, I kind of don't really need to do a recap because David, you've covered I it. I just did. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, basically, my first point was Dr. Will made a pointless appearance at the creepy cabin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at the cabin, Trishel wins a shield, didn't tell everyone except the buddies that she was with at the time. And the round table came down to a battle between the two traitors, Parvati and Phaedra, with some added confusion surrounding Peter's apparent sudden change of heart towards Parvati. In the end, Parvati was banished, meaning Phaedra was made to offer an ultimatum to a faithful, either to become a traitor or be murdered. And she seemingly fairly quickly chose Kate. Mm-hmm. And we we finished the last episode with Kate arriving <laughs> at the dungeon that she was not very happy about. <laughs> and so episode nine starts right there. We're in the dungeon. We'd seen a little preview of this, or I'd seen a preview of this on social media. Um, a sort of clip of this, like, 30 seconds or so. Uh, I saw it on Kate's 
X page. I think it was before it had been broadcast. I can't, the time difference confuses me, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd seen this little clip. Uh, basically, Kate and the cloaked traitor arrived kind of face to face, but not really face to face to cloak, face to hood, mm-hmm. before Phaedra reveals herself. It's it's the campus thing I've ever seen. It's so dramatic. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Kate calls Phaedra a sly fox and Phaedra says, hello, Kate, in a very sort of like soap opera way. Phaedra tells her, you're smart, you're clever. I think you'll make a crazy cool killer with me. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's that, so rehearsed. Uh, it was, yes, rehearsed, I- ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I mean, people were already saying to me in various comments, like, oh, I think the whole traitor's turret is scripted. And I'm like, no, it, it's not scripted. It's just that they're overacting, yeah. you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, over dramatizing <clears throat> every word that they say. And this took it to new levels. Uh, yeah. Well, and like behind the scenes stuff is like, hurry up and wait. So there's probably lots of times where they're like, kind of know what's happening but don't know what's happening and they're just standing around waiting and they're like okay so if this is what's happening i'm gonna say this if this is what's happening you know you've got time to think about it it's not like this instantaneous thing it's definitely like okay you've got they're coming to grab you and now you've got 20 minutes to not talk to Mm -hmm. anyone and just stand there alone you know (laughs) so that's why it feels rehearsed and stuff is because people have time to think about what they want to say yeah I wonder if, Mary, you can help us out here. Does that apply as well to roundtables? Is is there any gap between all the votes coming in and the person who's banished, like, going up to stand and reveal the truth? Or is that... No, no, no. For that one, that's, like, we have, like, what gets cut out is pretty much all the discussions. Because, like, roundtables are quite a long time. And then they cut it down to like 20 minutes mm-hmm. of the of an hour-long episode, right? So um yeah, what happens is everyone says their thing, and then the vote happens really quickly, and then they get up and say their thing and leave. There's no real space between that happening. Yeah. Which I guess adds to the intensity that translates on screen that mm-hmm. there's no in between. Okay. Uh, so uh, Kate basically is given her offer by Phaedra, waits again with a dramatic pause, and then, yes. of course, she accepts. Hooray! Shocking, shocking. Yeah. I mean, just, oh my gosh. You know, and, that you know, <laughs> you know, she said she's not really giving me a choice here. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's true. Uh, although one person pointed out, you know, in her first season, Kate was trying to get eliminated. So, you know, she she could have done that this time. It's like, well, if she wanted to get eliminated, she just went to come back. Um, yeah. But but, you know, last season she was trying to get eliminated because she knew she had lost at that point. Yeah. And now she sees something that could be fun and actually lead to winning. So sure. And I, I, a couple of people left comments on YouTube saying to me to me on the, mm-hmm. the last episode of course she's gonna accept why are you even thinking she won't accept after mm-hmm. peter's weird decision making i just i didn't know what to yeah I, you know i thought anyone could do anything in the show so i wasn't placing any bets but she accepts of course i wondered if they would keep this as a sort of cliffhanger until breakfast like i thought they might stop 
Mm-hmm. Not even though again, it's kind of obvious that Kate would probably accept. But I thought maybe they would not show us what she said. Cut to breakfast. Wait until the moment Kate walks in, and we realize she must have it. Mm-hmm. But, but no, no, they they just show us straight away. And in Kate's interview, she says that she loves a dramatic cloak and a VIP club and knowing secrets. Uh, yes. She's also surprised <laughs> and disappointed that Phaedra is the only traitor left. And and they, they go on to talk about that a little more in the next scene because they move to Traitor's Tower. Uh, I, I'm going to pause here and make uh, sort of explain something else I talked about last week on the podcast. So I assumed, as did my co-host Stephen, that there, if Kate accepted the recruitment, there would just be no murder. Well, mm-hmm. again, a lot of people on YouTube had left comments saying, "No, no, there will be there'll be another murder as well." Because in the uh, other versions of the show, that's what happened. They, there's mm-hmm. a blackmail recruitment, but then they also murder someone else. However, uh, Stephen was rewatching Traitors Canada, May, and they didn't quite, do that. Yeah, and uh, I guess yeah. spoiler alert for anyone last time. We won't mention names, <laughs> so we'll not. So that's not a spoiler. I think we won't talk about yeah. names of contestants, but. Yeah, and traitors in your your season, this sort of thing. We didn't, or they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel I was justified in assuming there wouldn't be a murder here. I think that probably it depends on numbers. I mean, there was an interview done with the producers, and the interviewer asked the producers, like, "Why did you do this stupid twist?" Uh, So you know, it was a couple episodes ago, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, we've heard it, we know," Uh, but. You know, the question was also brought up, aren't you running behind now on the numbers game, you know, because of the way it worked? And they (laughs) said, well, you know, we take that into consideration. We know that things can happen. Uh, And where we have flexibility is near the end. We can either have a murder before the final banishment or not. But I wonder if this was also a time when they could have a murder or Mm. not, depending on the numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And that if like you know, something different had happened uh, with the Peter situation that if if they had just murdered that night, then they wouldn't have had one this time. Yeah. Um, But with it being a murder, it really, I think, causes problems for the faithful. Yeah, definitely. Because they may not have realized that there was only one trader left. Like you said, Kate just said, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm surprised there's only one. Yeah. So if they thought there was more than one left, they won't think that there's been another recruit slash blackmail slash ultimatum, you know. And so, you know, they're not looking for changes in behavior, uh, although we'll discuss someone who finds one in a minute. But... Uh, you know, so it, it does put them in a bad position for them not to realize that because Kate couldn't have been an original traitor. Yeah, uh, she, it, she wasn't there. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. And so unless she came in as, as a traitor, well, which, yeah. the, you know, they said she could do. Uh, but I don't think anyone thought that she had. Then it really does screw with the, the planning a little bit. Yeah. And, and Kate goes on to sort of ask Phaedra, you know, who so who were the traitors at the start? So you've been one from the beginning, mm-hmm. you weren't recruited, she figures it all out. And Phaedra delivers one of her cl- many classic lines and says that 
The being with the previous two traitors was like eating dry Melba toast with no butter, no jam, <laughs> which I rewatched more than once because it made me laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> they go on to discuss who they might murder then because they are going to murder. They talk about Kevin. Uh, their main reason is that he's annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which yeah. I think don't know if that is the best reason to murder <laughs> I mean, that's Kate. You know, that's Kate in a nutshell right there. It's like, oh, I have the power to get rid of people who annoy me. Cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if I was a traitor, that's exactly how I would do yeah. it, too. I'd be like, all right, who do I have beef with right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Phaedra is also annoyed about Kevin's eye twitch comment that he mm -hmm. picked up on. And she says that he's a follower to Peter the Dictator. And then Kate brings another classic line and says he puts the dick in dictator <laughs> and they talk about his uh crazy behavior tonight meaning the way that he seems to have very suddenly mm -hmm. changed his mind about poverty right. one minute he's gunning for her the next he's trying to form a sort of alliance with her uh but phaedra is worried that he may have a shield uh because he's he's always so competitive in the missions so maybe right. he did find one they talk about Trichelle and they again they're very annoyed that she has her bullet points on Phaedra and they think <laughs> she probably now has a vendetta. Of course, they don't realize that actually Trichelle is the one with the shield. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I mean, I was initially annoyed that they just assumed Peter had the shield, so they weren't going to go after him. But one thing that was never mentioned either in the show or in the postmortem show was that whether he has the shield or not. He, he was obviously going to be a target at banishment. Now, we don't know yeah. the outcome. I'll talk about my thoughts on that later. But why would you, you know, we've seen it before. Why would you murder someone who is going to be an obvious target at banishment? And yet they never brought that up. They're just like, oh, he probably has a shield. Like, no, that's not the reason you, you shouldn't go for it. Yeah, I thought about the same thing a little bit later on in the episode. I can't remember what it is and we'll get there. But yeah, this this thought sort of occurred to me that the it's to do with John, I think, a little bit later on in the mission. But uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll reach that mm -hmm. point. So they make their decision about who they want to murder. We don't get to see it. Kate says it's the best thing she's done in the castle. So she's loving <laughs> this new role. And she says, sign, sealed, delivered, you're dead. This is fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, David, you're, she's enjoying it. She's playing the game now. Well, she's playing a game. I'm not sure it's the game, you know. I mean, I don't, I mean, the thing is, the Kevin banishment, even though she did it for the wrong reasons, which, gosh, I sound like I'm watching The Bachelor or something. They're there for the wrong reasons. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've got to get rid of Peter's pals. And Kevin is one of Peter's pals. And, mm -hmm. you know, Kevin also, uh, you know, came after Phaedra uh, with the whole eye twitching thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just wanted Phaedra to say when she did it, whose eye is twitching now, Kevin? Uh, but, <laughs> um, uh, but so, yeah, getting rid of him, getting rid of John, getting rid of Trishel, it, it's it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. And so we move on to breakfast. Uh, Mary, I have to ask, because it seems like it's a hot topic amongst ex-contestants. How was the breakfast on your season? A lot of pastries and cold meat. Okay. 
the uh, UK I would UK contestants I would like survive. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I would survive on um a croissant with like shoved with a bunch of like cold cut meat in it and <laughs> that would be like my main meal for the day. <laughs> okay. okay. So at breakfast here, Kate and Sandra are first to arrive. Kate says that she's going to continue to focus on Peter and Sandra seems quite keen on this plan too. CT arrives next. He, he sort of joins in this discussion about Peter's fickleness. And by the way, this is <laughs> the point where I became very aware of CT's accent. He's <laughs> so New York. He's like, <laughs> Peter's rubbing me the wrong way. He's all over the place. <laughs> He's, I looked it up. He was born in Queens. I was like, yes, I have identified his accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess because I don't, I don't know CT outside of this. Right. Uh, he's not even I, that, I, I love mean, him, though. <laughs> I mean, his accent isn't even all that New York. I mean, it's New York, but <laughs> it's not. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he says something else later in the episode as well. That's just uh, it's it really makes me laugh just listening to him. And Peter arrives next, which this is this is the point where I made this note that you mentioned, David. It made sense to me. I thought, yeah, of course they've not murdered him mm -hmm. because he's probably going to get himself banished. Why would right. they? So he arrives fairly early on. MJ arrives with Peter as well and immediately clocks Kate as looking yes. different. She she says something about, mm, Kate, you've got a strange expression on your face or something like that. Kate's now furious, suddenly very self-aware. She's worrying about what food she's eating. Would a traitor eat salmon? She's asking herself. Uh, it's 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 funny. It's it's. I didn't think she would be that. That I do, I thought she would sort of fit into the role quite easily. Mm -hmm. But it's funny to see her at, at, at kind of panicking a bit and really yeah, a little flustered. Yeah. It's yeah. She's so stressed out. Like she's literally sweating in a lot of those scenes. And you're like, girl, yeah. chill. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, who who knew MJ had such good trader. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was surprised that she picked up on it. Although, it seems to not really amount to anything. I mean, from what we see, ever references it for the rest yeah. of the episode, but uh, not yet. But it took several episodes of seeing, you know, Phaedra's fascination with breakfast before that came up too. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, uh, yeah, and comes up again here as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Mary, I didn't even ask. I assume had you been offered recruitment, would you have taken it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100 percent yeah so more players arrive at breakfast and we end up waiting for either trichelle or kevin and it, th this is a point where i noticed we've kind of returned to this pattern of like the last two people arriving being a faithful i'd kind of forgotten about that for a while and i thought oh what, mm -hmm. if anyone's thinking about this um they, the players have different opinions about who's going to be murdered. They talk a little bit about the shield. Of course, some of them know that Trichelle had the shield, but aren't saying anything just yet. There's a dramatic door opening, uh, a, an exciting pause, and it is Trichelle who arrives. I actually, I thought, when as I was watching it, I thought that they would have gone for Trichelle and failed, and that both Trichelle and Kevin were going to walk in. Me too. That's what I, I thought, thought as well. I thought they might have done it to have <clears throat> Trishel come in and then 
I was waiting because there was like a pause. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it must have been Kevin. And then I expected Kevin to walk in. But when Trishel didn't speak up and say, oh, I had a death warrant, whatever. And just, you know, that was like, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's just yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, too, we flash back to Traitor's Tower and Phaedra and Kate basically say they want to break down Peter's gang, Peter's pals. Mm-hmm. We see Kevin <laughs> receiving his letter. He seems okay about it. He just kind of wants to keep the letter. Um Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, when he said that, I was like, "You do, you do get to keep the letter. like yelling at my phone." <laughs> do you still so do excited? You, do you have like mementos from from your time on the show? Yeah, they like sent us a little hat, which is cute, and um, I got the a letter being like, "Hey, thanks for being on the show. You did great." And I got a Polaroid that they took, and then my my letter that says, yeah. "You've been murdered." Oh, uh, excellent. That's. I one day I want one. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be murdered on the show, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so back at breakfast, Trishel reveals that she had the shield and that only a few few people knew about this. Wait, and she she makes this very brief comment. She says, hmm, "Only a few people knew I had that. Interesting." And I wondered if for a moment yes. her suspicion was going to swing towards her close friends. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really play out that way, but maybe it will later. It's interesting, though, that they used. They didn't use this as evidence when they used other things as evidence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we had talked about it before when when, um, you know, Bergie was targeted, even when Peter was saying, oh, this is the plan. And if it happens this way, this proves it. And you were like, no, it doesn't prove anything. (laughs) And this is Mm -hmm. an exact situation like that. Like this doesn't prove anything because, you know, a few people knew. They didn't target her. Does that mean that it was one of them? The, it was one of them. No, no. It just means the traitor. I mean, there, there's, you know, I mean, it was even if it was a trade, the traitors were all outside of Peter's pals. There's still a one in four chance only mm-hmm. of hitting the person with the shield. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I, I, I mean, essentially, my, my note here is just that Kate and Phaedra got lucky. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They got lucky that Kevin was more annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine as soon as they hear Trishel saying, oh, I had the shield, they were probably, mm-hmm. you know, wiping yeah. their foreheads like, phew. Yes. So, and Phaedra is still loving breakfast uh, at this point. <laughs> She's engrossed in that. And Kate is struggling with the adjustment to life as a mm-hmm. tracer now. <laughs> Alan arrives, does his usual, takes down the or has P- Peter get the Kevin portrait down for him, throws it on the floor, says the show must go on, and he invites them to meet him at the church later and says, Don't be late, or in his most Scottish accent, or I'll be cross. Uh, hmm, I wonder what this mission is going to be. So John uh, John is invited to give a speech. Like uh, in honor yes. of Kevin, and he just says, "Bless him." <laughs> well, John, from, John's had enough of speeches. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I've heard, the the chatter I've heard is that whatever we see of John's speeches at the round table, they're much much longer and much much. <laughs> oh, more I frequent. bet they are. Yeah, you I know? bet that they are. As a politician, can I just say, having John on this? crew mm-hmm. when there is a traders uk is such weird casting but i love it 
Like he could easily have been on the Traders UK, but they're like, no, no, let's save him for the Bravo Housewives and the Big Brother people. Like, what's the thinking it's, in that? <laughs> well, I mean, the the, I, the UK one doesn't have celebrities, so mm-hmm. it's, that's fair. But but it is still bizarre that of all the people mm-hmm. they could have chosen, they have chosen an ex MP. It's yeah. I still haven't wrapped my head around why he I mean, done this. Also, <laughs> I feel like from the things that you have said, Matthew, uh, that he would not necessarily be received with unanimous approval if he were on a British show. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Whereas, you know, here in in the colonies, yeah, they- uh, <laughs> we we you know we don't know him at all. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's. It's it's very strange to see him on there. It's I yeah. I can't explain it. Uh, at the end of breakfast, really, the last thing is that Peter just seems to be very worried that his group is diminishing now. Yes, and now let me let me say he's like, <clears throat> oh, my close friends are gone. We keep taking blow after blow. Yeah, that's what happens when you form an obvious minority alliance, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, I mean. What did you think was going to happen? Well, especially with all the door closing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even he even tries justifying that later. But it's like, no, you made an obvious alliance Mm -hmm. of a minority. You know, it's we we make this joke on Survivor a lot, where someone will be like, "Okay, we have an alliance of four, we're good," and you realize that there's like. 12 people or something and it's like no four is not a majority of 12 and it's similar here you know it's i mean maybe at first not everybody was banding together but when you see one group solidly get together and like you said mary close the door on other people literally Mm -hmm. close the door uh, yes the other people are naturally going to come together and some of them already were the housewives the bravo people yeah and so yeah it's just it just shows he he does not understand strategic games nearly as much as he thinks he does. He's, you know, and, and Kate said something about this in the tower earlier, too, about he thinks he's so smart, you know, and he does. And he's not. Yeah. No. The Bachelor yeah. is a different kind of mind fuck than the Traders is. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he even he even references later on. Yeah. 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 So we see some discussions around the house after breakfast. Kate, in fact, it's right here. Kate asks Peter if this is more enjoyable than The Bachelor. And he mm-hmm. says, yes. <laughs> He's like, The Bachelor is more stressful than this. Uh, which is uh, an interesting take, but I guess. Yeah, and there was, I, I, from what I've heard, there was a lot more sex on The Bachelor than there has been <laughs> yeah. here. So. As far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's secrets. You don't need to know yeah. about. That's right, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe is that another exclusive from you? <laughs> we just found out why that one guy was booted, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use that as the promo clip. Oh, so... great. <laughs> Get me in so much trouble. <laughs> in the kitchen, we see Phaedra, CT, and Trishel talking. CT thinks that Peter is uh, yeah, very suspicious. He's creating too much confusion. And Phaedra points out that she says every traitor banished, there's only been two, but every traitor banished has had some sort of connection with Peter or some sort of dealing with Peter. And Trishel 
she's not she's not into this she's not going along with it and we see her in her interview saying no no i i'm fairly sure peter is a faithful i have to say at this point actually i when the season started i immediately thought trishel was kind of an idiot i think because mm -hmm. she she clung on to a peppermint in the very first episode and got her banished for a really dumb reason right. and although mm -hmm. she's maybe making some bad like tactical decisions along the way actually i think trichelle is very she's a sort of good she's quite observant like she actually does notice things about people and is generally on the right track so i i underestimated her i think trichelle and john are then talking and john says uh, they're, they're in the sort of one of the corridors at this point. John says five votes, because he's a politician, he's adding up numbers and things. Five votes are enough to get someone out. And he says, you, me, and Peter really need to pick someone to vote to tonight and stick together. But three of us isn't enough. And Trishel says, well, there are four... She Well, she uses this phrase. She says, there are four others from the same network all voting together. And I didn't know if she meant network as in Bravo or network I as in... I think she just... did. Okay. I, I think yeah. she did, yeah. Yeah, okay. I got that as well. <laughs> I wondered if it was like a metaphorical <laughs> sort of network. Yeah. I, it's kind of both, actually. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and John asks, so do you think we're doomed? And she says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Bravo girls are discussing Peter and how chaotic he is. We come back out to the corridor. Peter joins John and Trichelle and they tell him, look, we're worried. The Bravo girls... They are not going to turn on Phaedra and vote her out. What are we going to do? And then there's this funny moment when Trishel suggests, she's like, well, look, one of us is probably going to be banished. And and uh, and Peter goes, oh, what? Oh, banishment? Like, like this hadn't even occurred to him. Like he's talking. The fact that he was shocked, the yeah. fact that he was shocked. I was like, bro, do you, are you not playing the same game that everyone else is? Yeah. Well, because... Like, he knows he's, he's the faithful. most faithful of the faithful yes. and like he's doing all of this evidence and stuff and i'm like you're an idiot a little bit like <laughs> if you're doing all this shit and the only thing you're worried about is murder like i don't know i think everyone should be afraid of banishment every yeah. every round table yeah I, it just feels like he's two steps behind <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. um, although later on this is a moment I will come back to. Uh, but yeah, he's he's like, oh, what? wait, what minute? I, I might be banished. <laughs> um, so they realise that they need to sway two people, at least two people, against Phaedra. And they think that CT and Sandra are the best bets for this. Peter goes off to talk to CT. And CT is just very honest and says, well, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. probably going to vote for you. Yeah. <laughs> just mm -hmm. tells him. Uh, he he says that, you're, well, he says, you know, you're just, you're acting crazy. You're doing chaotic things. You're switching allegiances with poverty. And Peter says, my erratic behavior, it's all part of my strategy. I've got a plan. This is the game plan. <laughs> CT's just not buying it. Leaving yeah. Peter very frustrated. It's time then for the mission. We head towards a church. There are lots of jokes about this. Uh, okay, before we get to that, I have a couple more things about uh, Peter, if you don't yeah, mind. Go for it. Uh, because mm -hmm. he says at one point, uh, and I can't remember who he said it to or just out loud. He says, we're just dealing with distraction after distraction. And I'm like yelling slash tweeting. You. Yeah, <laughs> because you're causing them. You know? <laughs> uh, and then 
he was talking uh, about he's like i i want these faithfuls to win <laughs> peter this is an individual game it doesn't mean shit mm-hmm. if faithfuls win if you're not one of them yeah you know and someone on twitter <laughs> pointed out well he'll he'll take credit if the faithfuls win i'm like sure he'll yeah. take credit it's not the kind of credit that you can use to buy things with you know no. so all the credit in the world doesn't mean anything um plus it'll be wrong on top of that uh, but yeah he's still thinking in this i'm a faithful and the faithfuls have to win thing when the best way for him to have proceeded in the game, you know, earlier he was, he was worried about, Oh, we're getting knocked off and everything. Uh, Laura, who was my co-host the week you weren't here, uh, said on Twitter, it's almost like he should have accepted the invitation from the traders to join them. So, <laughs> you know, Hey, that could have helped control the situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, he's gotta be one of the faithfuls. Yeah. I think he he mentions it at some other point in the episode as well. This sort of like emotional tie to being a faithful, as if it sort mm-hmm. of makes him this good person. It's really silly. Which I, I did want to uh, say, I, I forgot at the, in the post mortem uh, last week. Mm, yeah, uh, and I posted a TikTok about this, so you may have seen it already. But uh, Parvati specifically talked about how you know she she wanted to point out she was playing a game she was a traitor in the game that doesn't make her a bad person it doesn't make her evil mm-hmm. she was playing the game and it just seems like i mean uh, we already know there were people from season 1 who needed to hear this and probably still didn't listen uh but there i think some of the people in this season needed to hear it too and you, you know, yeah, you have to remind yourself that it's not personal quite a lot. Right. Yeah. And then like watching it back and seeing conversations that were had about mm-hmm. you, you're kind of like, okay, it's a game. Just remember that it's a game and it's remember the, a game that you signed up for. Um, yeah. And so like, there's no hard feelings for anyone, obviously, but while you're in it, yeah, you have to constantly remind yourself. And I think viewers forget that it's a game as well. And they oh, forget yeah, that a lot definitely. of people put on a character for their reality TV mm-hmm. persona. Like it's still you, but it's you times two. Right. And um yeah, I think a lot of people forget that, especially viewers, because they're like, this person is terrible because I saw them do this terrible thing in a heavily edited episode of a TV show, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think a lot of, well, at least a lot of the people who I deal with on social media understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also get like in the TikTok and YouTube er- area where it tends to go to people who are, not necessarily in my usual circle. That's where I'll get more of those sorts of comments about, yeah. you know, the, the comments that sound like Quentin from season one, um, mm-hmm. you know, or or even Andy from uh, season one, which, by the way, let me just mention. So there's this whole Traders <laughs> U.S. cruise going on. Have you guys? Oh, heard yeah. About it? yeah, I've heard about it. OK, and mostly it's the big stars, but also Andy is on there mm-hmm. now. I've said my piece about Andy a couple of times, but Andy is going on a cruise to play a game. (laughs) Wait, I thought, I thought it wasn't a game. I thought you weren't allowed. Who is, 
because you the people who sign up don't just book the cruise. You book whose team you want to be on. Yeah, yeah that's and right. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be mean, but who wants to be on Andy's team after they went after Sari and took it so personally and everything else? You know, I, I again, I don't mean to be mean. I don't know Andy personally. I only know what we saw. But what we saw in the reunion was not positive here we are mary's like oh these fans they have negative opinions and it's just a game and i i immediately launch into an attack on someone but no 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 i get it (laughs) but it's just like i astute that was the one where i just looked at and shook my head and i'm like i mean i'm sure they're getting paid to go on and that's good but i don't know if if the the celebrities, the people who have been on the show can win as well, or if it's only someone else who signs up for the cruise who can win. Mm-hmm. But one way or another, I'm sure they're getting some sort of appearance fee. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, which is good if, if they can get money off of it. Great. Uh, but are they going to get mad if someone else wins? You know, again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that sorry. That was just swirling through my brain for a few weeks now. And boom, it just all came out. Needed to come out. It was bubbling there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of kindness and compassion and forgiveness, we arrive at the church for the mission. Uh, Where Kate, Kate seems to be afraid to enter. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, they make jokes about Phaedra. Like, oh, she'll love it here. Because she's quite often talking about the sweet baby Jesus. So mm-hmm. we enter the church. And my first impression was, oh, th- this is a new mission. Because Me too. Had, yeah, they had mm-hmm. these masked, cloaked figures. I thought, oh, they're going to do something different. What's it going to be? But no, <laughs> just yeah. like Dr. Will, they leave pointlessly. So yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, they were just there for a bit of ceremony. Off they go and they reveal actually the mission that we probably expected if we've seen maybe the UK version. Yes. Or even Australia had I, I, missions like this. I, I did like Alan telling them to lighten up. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so the mission basically is that they have to shoot glass panels with a crossbow in quotation marks <laughs> to stop other players running a ballista shield. mini ballista. ballista yes yeah, yeah. and they were all terrible at it <laughs> oh god they were so bad <laughs> they lost so much money yeah. on that Takes I, I couldn't believe it i was watching it i was like are the producers not going to like step in at any point and be like okay you guys let's give you a training session on this like yeah. how are they all so terrible at it yeah, I did wonder, what do they do if they just all keep missing until the entire mm-hmm. 25,000 is gone? <laughs> then they keep, then they start pulling it from the pot that they already have. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, in this mission, you lost $2,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they begin with 25,000. I've, I've put pounds here. Of course, it's dollars. And uh, every time they miss, it deducts $250 from that. I, I'll go through some of who targets who, but I, I guess like, it's so long, like you said, Mary, I can't go through every I, single I don't even know that you... I mean, the thing is, they just miss, 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 and then yeah, they finally get on a strategy that doesn't really rely on who they're aiming at most yeah, of the time. No, not at all, and there's like no thought yeah. or feeling between... They're just like, yeah. well, we need to get this done because we're losing a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phaedra wants to target the Peter Pals, which surely I think is only... Trishel and John now, right? That's like a very small group of pals. <laughs> well, I'm and Peter. <laughs> and Peter himself. Yeah. And we there's a there's a little shot of Trishel she whispers something to Peter, so they must be having a little secret strategy for a moment. 
Phaedra is first. She targets John and misses. CT goes for Kate. Kate goes for CT. She claims she's going alphabetically. Sandra targets John. And so there's a really strange thing here, right? Sandra targets John and says, John doesn't need protection because he's the most faithful of all the faithfuls and they all laugh about it. And I thought two things. A, why does John have this uh, reputation now as a true faithful that no one has any suspicion of whatsoever? I don't really know why. I mean, I think originally it was because he was seen as an idiot. I mean, if you mm-hmm. go back and listen to the first few episodes of this podcast, I was like, this man is a moron. You know, he <laughs> mm-hmm. is not good for anything. I think I said things like that. He's an idiot. He's not good for anything. He's he's just a useful stooge. And then suddenly mm-hmm. he kind of came into his own. So but I think he got the label while he was being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the strangest thing about this, though, is I don't understand Sandra's reason. She says, I'm going to target yeah. him. Because right. It's a really stupid reason. Yeah. No, it, it's a backwards I, I, reason. Yeah, I have the to. Opposite. Yeah. I, I would think. Sure, Sorry, you, Sandra, you, you but want yeah, to that, protect no. him. Like it was. I was so confused when she said that. Um, just like very reminiscent of when I was on uh, death row, and Mike said, <clears throat> he said, "I'm gonna vote for Mary because if I don't, then she's not gonna get banished tomorrow or something like that." And I was like, "This is so confusing." <laughs> has nothing to do with what's happening and has nothing to do with the shield or anything like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Couldn't quite figure it out. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway, though, because she misses. And yeah. <laughs> Sheree goes for John as well. And it basically continues with everyone. Uh, everyone eventually starts to target Sheree purely based on the positioning of the ballista. Right. And they think, well, the last shot almost hit, so you barely need to maneuver it. Uh, let's just go for the one person mm-hmm. that's already kind of pointed towards. Eventually, MG hits Sheree. They all celebrate. Uh, not for Sheree being eliminated, just for someone actually hitting the, right. the glass panel. Now, Phaedra's going for Peter, hoping that it'll look less suspicious because his glass pane is just above Sheree's, so mm-hmm. she's just sort of saying, oh, I'm just basing it on its, the, its proximity to the one that we just hit. But Peter thinks, no, there's more going on here. She is targeting me mm-hmm. deliberately. John doesn't look very pleased about it either. From here on in, CT eventually hits Phaedra. Sheree hits MG. MG knocks out Sandra. Metaphorically, everyone is then aiming for CT and missing. And Phaedra does this thing that becomes quite a big deal. She switches mm-hmm. course. She decides she's going to totally move the ballista to aim for Trishel in a totally different part of the panel which raises some suspicion. Kate finally hits Trishel's name and has a moment in her interview where she says, why did Phaedra move it there? She's not doing herself any favours. Phaedra then manages to hit Kate's panel, and I wondered if that was smart, because I I thought, well, on one hand, it gives the impression they are not in cahoots with one Mm -hmm. another. On the other, surely they should have uh, would it not have been smart for the traitors to give themselves the chance to win a shield? Because then I, they could have free reign over who they murdered. But yeah. to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, to me, the whole the, the whole thing was nonsense, in my opinion, <laughs> because it, it you know, there was no reason for Phaedra to switch from CT to Trishel because, mm-hmm. OK, let's say Trishel did get the shield. Who cares? You still got Peter if he's not banished mm. and John. 
So you, uh, who cares if Trishel gets the shield? You know, and then instead they leave CT with the shield, who didn't need it anyway, and give them this big talking point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's Mary, you know, there's there's so few pieces of hard evidence mm-hmm. you get in this mm-hmm. game. And this was hard enough evidence that moving forward, it literally flipped CT. You know, he was he was telling Peter flat out, I'm voting for you, and instead became the biggest advocate the other way after this mission. Well, and their reason for being mad at Trishel was that, oh, she apparently has this notebook full of bullet points and stuff. Well, that's her having a notebook full of bullet points and not having the shield isn't going to save her. Like, it'll save her from murder that night, but she's still going to bring her bullet points to the round table. Right. That doesn't protect you from from that. So be less obviously mad about that so that you can kind of like rein it back and be like, this is these are non-issues. What you're bringing is non-issues. See how cool mm. I am about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In the end, it comes down to CT and John and CT manages to smash John's panel, meaning that CT mm-hmm. wins the shield. Oh, yeah. What a what a. Oh, finally, you know, it was just like, oh my God, could we have fast forward? Such a drag on, I know. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe they'll rethink this mission a little bit going forward. I, I think they'll still have something like it. Yeah. Uh, which they have in other places because it's given us, in both UK and US, it's given us drama. Mm. It's given mm-hmm. us changes in the way things happen. You know, without giving anything away about what happened in UK. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we saw, I mean, we just talked about it, it flipped CT in this case. So it's a mission. You know, we often talk about the missions are pointless, but this one actually allowed Phaedra to make a mistake, and she did. Yeah. I think they, they just need like apparatus that's easier to <laughs> operate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those, when they saw this, showed the side shots, it looked to me that when the ballista, bolt came out i'm showing this as if people can see on audio uh it it turned sideways like it almost hit the pane sideways and i'm like yeah Yeah. that's poor craftsmanship right there yeah Yeah, it's tough and uh not a spoiler but in an australia season i think the second one they they did like axe throwing which Mm -hmm. seemed slightly easier maybe and wasn't there crossbows oh, and axe with... throwing in that season also yeah. real crossbows, crossbows with <laughs> real crossbows. on them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah i also felt like it just didn't have enough power because sometimes they throw it and it would like fall down before it even yeah. got close to the pain so i'm like you're yeah. not shooting hard enough yeah. yeah it reminded me of like the nerf guns my kids have you know <laughs> yeah. or, 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 I, I feel like have. the nerf guns would have done I, more damage <laughs> yeah yeah i say have i mean the youngest one just turned 25 so when i you know i still have them in the basement uh down here next to me i don't know why i still have them i have nerf swords and nerf axe <laughs> and all you know but i what am I doing with them? I don't know. Waiting for grandkids that I could beat up with a Nerf sword, I guess. <laughs> My nine-year-old would love those. <laughs> After the mission, we are in the cars heading back to the house, and we get a few little snippets of interesting things. Sandra tells John that she really wanted him to have a shield, and I thought, but you tried to target him. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe she knew she was going to miss. Maybe she knew she was going to miss. Um, yeah, yeah. 
uh kate tells uh ct that you know she she even though she aimed for him she missed on purpose trishelle points out to sheree and peter that phaedra's move towards her glass pane was very mm-hmm. strange and this sort of just uh is amplified from here on in back at the house we are in the kitchen peter is talking to trishelle and john as if and that it's, he's talking as if it's now so obvious he's up for banishment like he's like you know earlier on he was like what me banished and now he's like well, guys as if it was his idea he's like you know <laughs> banishment tonight guys like it's such yeah. a, they literally told him this earlier and he was like what uh but but now he's acting like yes i knew this all along john has an idea he now thinks that actually sandra and mg are the ones who could be swayed they call sandra in to talk to them and Sandra looks to John, and I'm not sure what she means. She says, I'm just going to wait until the round table, and I'll know what I'm doing when you start talking. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't really judge that. I don't, I don't know what she meant or what, I mean, what was the interpretation of this? I also had the same question when she said it. I think she meant you as in all of you, you know, mm-hmm. the, the all encompassing you. Um, I also think that she knew what she was doing and she just didn't want to get into it. She wasn't going to be like CT and say, I'm voting you out. I think Mm -hmm. she was pretty sure what she, I I think she has a much bigger plan than they're showing us. And I've gotten into a few discussions on Twitter about this where people are like, ah, Sandra doesn't know what's going on. No, I'm pretty sure Sandra does know. She may not. I mean, almost certainly doesn't know about Kate, but I think she knows, just like she knew Parvati was a traitor. She knows Mm -hmm. Petra's a a traitor. And I think that she just also knows how you get to the end, which leads to, uh, you know, or, or, you know, plays with uh, uh, Peter, I think, in the same conversation, asked her if she would rather get traitors out or stick with her friends. And I had tweeted the answer is to stick with your friends slash allies. Yeah. Continually 100%. getting out. Tra- yeah. Continually getting out <laughs> traders just means new people will replace them and you won't mm-hmm. know who. Uh, so it's much better to keep allies and a known trader around. So apparently lots of people agreed with this because when I tweeted it, um, it sparked a lot of conversation. Sandra and about 20 other people as of this recording retweeted it. Uh, 50,000 mm-hmm. views. So it's definitely a hot topic. Um, almost everyone who has replied has agreed. Like I said, in my circle, they tend to, uh, but it's led <laughs> to some interesting conversations and, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, some people saying, but Sandra doesn't know. And it's like, no, Sandra does know. It's just not being shown on the television broadcast as much. Yeah. Uh, and the unfortunate that- thing is a smart game is boring TV. Right. Right. And that's perfect because it's the same thing I say about Survivor, you know, Mm -hmm. that there are certain things you should do. And this is, you know, this is why the hosts of both Survivor and uh, the traders say that, you know, say things that are contrary to good strategy. You know, Jeff Probst is out there on Survivor saying you got to make big moves. Yeah. If you want to get voted out. Um, Mm -hmm. And same with the traders. You know, every host of the traders is like. You have to hunt the traitors. You have to get them out. And if you go a few weeks without, or a few days, I guess, without doing it, they're like, 
oh, it's so terrible. You guys don't know what you're doing. You need to get some because they want to see that drama. But it's not good gameplay. Mm-hmm. No. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So while John's plan was to talk to Sandra, Trishel's plan is to focus on MJ and Kate. Uh, me, before she sort of gets there, Peter does what Peter does best. He pulls Phaedra into a room for a private chat. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's trying to get her away from the other women. Meanwhile, Sandra sort of gets to them before Trishel does and just tells them, John thinks Phaedra's a traitor. And... Uh, Peter and Phaedra are having their secret little chat in the sort of library room, and he just tells her he thinks that she's a traitor. Kate and Sandra are tiptoeing outside to eavesdrop on this, and Trishel then arrives to explain to the others why she thinks Phaedra's a traitor. Kate sort of doesn't say much. Like she sort of looks like she's she really looks like she's processing this and thinking how do I play this? Like, do I go along Mm -hmm. with it? Do Mm -hmm. I say nothing? Do I defend Phaedra? And she eventually, she kind of pulls the focus back to Peter. Like she, she just decides, I think to keep going with that for now, like she's not ready to turn on Phaedra. Although I think she actually needs to decide now what she's going to do. Like she needs to decide if she's going to turn on her, turn on her, Mm -hmm. you know, do it now or, but Mm -hmm. I don't think she's, I don't think at that point, Right. I I mean, she's just wrapping her mind around being a traitor. I don't think she can wrap her mind around that quickly being a traitor to another traitor. Yeah. 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 I think it's blowing her mind a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trishelle then says to some of the women who are there, she says, some of you just won't. I know some of you just won't vote for Phaedra because you're blinded by your friendship with her. And MG speaks up and says, no, actually, that's not the case. I... I love her for this. Yeah. yeah. She says, yeah. I'm going to have an open mind. That's not actually true. I may well vote for Phaedra. So mm-hmm. CT is then, I think he's on his own and he's sort of reflecting on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's he thinks that Sandra and Phaedra worked together to block Trishel from winning a shield. So he's, he's half right. <laughs> and he runs this idea by Trishel. And Trishel says that she believes this is true about Sandra and implies she she now maybe thinks that Sandra's a traitor, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to bring that up tonight. She just wants yeah. to focus on Phaedra for now. And this is when I was yelling on Twitter, uh, stop suggesting that Sandra is a traitor. I don't want her name coming up at all. <laughs> um, 
And then and then someone replied, it's okay. They're suggesting Sandra is a traitor and Sandra isn't <laughs> in true. this game. So, you know, Sandra is safe. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I did want to go back to something before this conversation uh, when Kate was talking about Peter and she says, she says, Peter's trying to make it to the end. I don't want him at the end. And I'm like, yes, go Kate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Got, I do. Yeah, she's got that right. Yeah. Yeah, get him out. Uh, this this sort of section ends with another of CT's like <laughs> it's just like so to me New York mm-hmm. he's like let's do it the choice is good you sound so, like there was a there's you know the British show Spooks yeah yeah <laughs> okay so in an early episode of Spooks well actually I don't remember if it's early but somewhere along the line they have a British actress playing a New York CIA agent. <laughs> it is the worst combination ever. I mean, there are, the funny thing is, there are British actors who come over to the U.S. and play great U.S. accents. Half the cast of The Walking Dead are British people, and they mm-hmm. talk with Southern accents and, and all these other accents. But like for whatever reason, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for whatever reason, this one uh, on Spoon, it, it was just, I, it, it killed my opinion of Brits being able to do U.S. <laughs> accents for so many years until I saw better actors doing it. Yeah, and you just reminded me of that. So okay, but I reminded you of the good ones. Yes, so. yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for the round table, and going in, we see various sort of interview segments. Mm-hmm. MJ is really struggling going in, which. I, I think there's foreshadowing going on yes, here for yes. what is probably mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Kate feels a bit more comfortable now since this morning. She's actually quite enjoying being a traitor. She thinks Peter is going to get banished tonight. John is going for Phaedra and says, if we don't get rid of her, she'll get rid of us. And that's, yes, that's generally what traitors do. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, Now, before we go in, I want to talk about how Alan brought them in to round table because he said the traitors and faithfuls are throwing slings and arrows at each other yeah yeah alan that's not the way slings and arrows work you don't throw <laughs> a sling and an arrow at people. Yeah. you know maybe that was maybe he was instructing them in the ballista and that was the problem oh uh, you have to throw it at the glass you know and st- <laughs> yeah that throwing a occur. sling at someone <laughs> is not going to hurt them you know <laughs> i didn't even notice it yeah. Uh, <laughs> he tells them then in the banishment room that the prize fund right now is $129,750. Tells them that's not too shabby. And I, I, he sort of carries on this metaphor. He says, earlier you were firing arrows, but in this room you'll be firing accusations. <laughs> John, <laughs> John begins and tells everyone it is a pivotal moment in the game. I mean... It's funny when they say these things. I don't know, Manny, mm-hmm. you you will understand this better than me. I sort of think every every banishment's a pivotal moment, is it not? Like <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. No, I I I can understand what he's saying here because if MJ votes Phaedra, then it may mean that Peter's pals have gained enough leverage yeah. now mm-hmm. uh to literally pivot. You know, it was literally a pivot point. Yeah. Um but 
Yes. I mean, it, you know, on all these shows, it's the most important challenge yet. Yeah. And every like, murder, every right. banishment. It's like, this right. is the one. This is the one where we're going to get it right. This is the one where we're going to figure it out. And you're not. It's like every single time. It's it's very easy to vote out um, faithfuls. Yeah. And of course, they also don't know how many traitors there are. And so mm-hmm. on your season, Mary, there were three traitors yeah at the start and what what were you told were you all told there between three and five we, or... they told us between three and four ah okay three, ah, three yeah. and a half <laughs> yeah well they said up to four basically okay. Okay. so that could like we were like oh that could be two it could be three but I think the general consensus amongst all of our cast was that there was three. The, I feel like the only people who wouldn't say how if they felt there was three or four were the actual traders. Yeah, yeah. They were very wishy-washy about that. <laughs> so John uh, says to everybody that uh, he, he, I, he's talking to Phaedra. He says, I do believe, although you're a magnificent person, you're a traitor. And he gives some evidence. He says, two people who've been banished as traitors both named you as a traitor. Which, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. pretty spot on. Uh, pretty, you know, as evidence goes, that's pretty good, I think. And he says to her, "Your approach is to avoid error. That she's non-committal, but is fatal under cover of darkness." <laughs> and says, "I'm convinced that if you aren't banished, I won't be here tomorrow." So he, he, yeah, he thinks that she doesn't really. She's not that outspoken at the round table and her, she's she's sort of staying in the background too much and he finds that suspicious. Phaedra, of course, argues back very quickly and says, you speak very eloquently and unfortunately this isn't Parliament. Those two features <laughs> you spoke of were both in collusion with your bromance friend Peter and asks, what does that really mean? Why aren't you talking about that? And she asks why why did peter suddenly want to work with me today why did he take me aside for this little chat peter steps in and says no no that's not what was happening that's not what i was doing and phaedra goes on to bring up peter's closed door meetings that he likes to have and mm-hmm. she finds that very suspicious i mean she doesn't find it suspicious because she knows he's not a tracer but right she, anything right. she finds it suspicious yes. and she says <laughs> What you might have forgot, Peter, is this is not The Bachelor, and I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose. Yes. <laughs> Which made me laugh again. Yeah. And I, by the way, I, I, this is a point in the show, every time there's an aerial shot of the table, all I can look at is the the moon symbol in the middle. Yeah. Because yes. I keep thinking about that other mission where nobody knew whether it was the sun or a moon, so now I'm like always very, very aware of it. <laughs> Uh, Peter says that he liked Phaedra until now, and he he mentions the letter that he refused. He's like, you tried to recruit me, and I refused that. And Phaedra's just like, I don't know anything about your letter. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was a good ploy on his part to see if she might slip. You know, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a good thing to, to bring up. Um but uh, you know the the thing that got me. You mentioned seeing the moon on there. The <laughs> thing that gets me are the Trishel shots in all of these because it seems like no matter what is said, She's they like... cut to a clip of <laughs> yes, the most shocked thing uh, that yeah. you know, like she has ever heard. And you know, it's got to be out of context totally. because like one of yeah. them was when she said, 
was when Phaedra said, this is not The Bachelor. Cut to Trishel with this massive <laughs> shocked face on it. It's like, no, Trishel knows it's not The Bachelor. She's not that surprised yeah. about it, you know? I saw they were doing that with MJ as well. They were like... Yeah. going to MJ where she was like making disgusted faces of like pretty much every single thing that was said. And I'm like, why are you guys so shocked? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, CT speaks at this point. He explains his, his new theory about the mission. Well, it's not really a new theory. Several of them thought this was weird. He uses an illustration. He uses his slate to draw out the board of the panels yes. and the names Mm -hmm. and points out, you know, Phaedra, the way that you targeted Trishel was very suspicious. Why did you move all the way over there on the board? And Trishel jumps in, backs this up and says, yeah, it was weird. Why did you go for me like that? Sandra then turns things back to Peter. And this is, you know, well, we'll talk about this again at the end. You, David, you, you're very sort of team Sandra. Mm -hmm. I, ca I can't figure out Sandra. So I don't that know come through? how I, much I, of this I, is she's faking it or she, because she turns back to Peter and questions his alliance with Parvati. And, you know, I get why did you try and work with her if you thought she was a traitor? I don't get it. And Sheree's supporting that too. So I, I think Sandra is playing them at this point. I think she knows damn well Peter's not a traitor. I think she knows that Phaedra is, but mm -hmm. she needs to. I mean, we saw her with the pool ball. I'm sorry. The what were they? Not billiards. Uh, snooker. Uh, yeah, snooker balls uh, that, you know, set, <clears throat> setting up with alliances. She just the facts don't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, what matters is convincing people to vote out the opposing alliance. Mm -hmm. And so whatever she needs to say. I think she'll say yeah. now, would it be great if we got confessionals of her saying, I know Peter's not a traitor, but I want him gone. Yes, those would be amazing. But I think production doesn't want that. They want to continue to pretend it's a game of trying to get out the traitors, even though they mm -hmm. have something about alliances and stuff. I don't think they want to go full on like oh she's lying about this yeah. aspect of things or i have another theory that you're not going to like david i yeah. i do worry that sandra is not going to make it to the end and she might be murdered soon and therefore in terms of production and editing they think there's no point in building up that mm. storyline for sandra because mm -hmm. it's not going to lead to anything so kind of i kind of have that worry See, but why would they murder Sandra when Sandra is defending? See, that's another thing. It's, I mean, Mary, you know, you, the, I mean, it's what Kevin was trying to do to you. Mm -hmm. You were a traitor saying, I'll get close to the traitor. So therefore they won't murder me. And the traitor's so, pet. Yeah. I think Sandra is playing the role of the traitor's pet at this point. But, why would, yeah, why quietly. would Sandra want to murder her? To frame yeah. Peter yeah. if he's still around, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe P Peter's trying to play the the traitor's pet as well, but he's doing it loudly. Yeah. Um, in like in a way to be like, no, I'm friends with this person because they're a traitor, and he's saying that, which is what's yeah. putting a massive target on his back, as opposed to like like Kevin with me, and he thought that I was a traitor. He's like, I'm not going to tell everyone that I think 
I'm going to tell like a few people that I think she's a traitor, but not everybody, because mm-hmm. what's the point? Then the traitor knows you're not actually their ally. You're not actually their friend. It's it. It is a really stupid move on his part. And I, I agree with you, David, that I think Sandra is playing a very quiet traitor's pet. Yeah. And Peter also tries to sort of prove his faithfulness at this point because he mm-hmm. goes back to the Bergy shield stunt that he mm-hmm. pulled off and he says, this alone proves I'm not a traitor. And he reaffirms what John said. He said, if we don't get this right tonight, the traitors will win the game, uh, which which may be true, but again, they don't know how many traitors there are. And What he really means is... Peter's pals won't win the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Peter uh, won't win if we get this yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, you know, everything that he says proves that he's a faithful could easily have been done by a traitor. It's a, yeah. it would have been a brilliant move for a traitor to do what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And then sing their own praises for the whole rest of the season. You know, like, mm-hmm. no, I saved us. I tricked the other side, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Which no, no spoilers, no names. We mm. uh, did see something like this in uh, UK traitors, a, a traitor yes. playing very, very cleverly with a shield and it working to the mm-hmm. advantage. Yeah. Uh, it's it's time for the votes, but something that I noticed just before the votes begin is it looks, you know, from the look of the edit, there are no suspicions on Kate. Like you know, right. one day and she's she's doing all right. Nobody mm-hmm. seems to be questioning yeah. her at all. Unless they did and they've cut it all out, but I don't think yeah. so. Here we go then. Phaedra is first to vote and she votes for Peter, of course, as does Sandra, which uh, I get is not that surprising based on what she right. just spoke about at the round table. Peter's next, of course, he votes for Phaedra. And this is the point where he, as he's voting, he says, I am faithful to the end. I would never be a traitor. Or I think he said earlier, I would never be a traitor. Like he's still like, he's mm-hmm. clinging to, to that. And as if it like really genuinely means something about him as a human being. Right. And Johan is up next and votes Phaedra as well. Not surprising. As do Trichelle and CT. So he, he has turned on her now. Mm-hmm. Sheree uh, is up next and she votes for Peter. She says that she doesn't believe his recruitment story. He doesn't, she doesn't believe that he, tur- right. he was offered recruitment and turned it down. And Kate is next, and yeah, she's not turning on Phaedra yet. She votes for Peter. That means that it is four votes each, and therefore MJ has the decider. So, of course, they've sort of engineered it in that way that she won the last one, and that's Mm -hmm. why they've deliberately showed us her at various points in the episode struggling Mm -hmm. or, you know, during that conversation with Kate earlier, saying that that line about, you know, actually, I may vote for Phaedra. My mind is not made up. Mm-hmm. The credits start to appear at the bottom of the screen, and I realize, oh, we're not going to find out. Yes. We are going to cliffhanger. <laughs> I think this is the best cliffhanger of the season so far. Well, I, you, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say something shocking. Twitter does not agree with you. <clears throat> oh. No, I don't agree I mean, with you either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, loved it. I, I, was, I don't great. mind it. I mean, I said on Twitter something like, oh my God, I can't believe they left us on this cliffhanger. But 
I can because they always leave us on or almost always leave us on some sort of cliffhanger, whether it's who they're going <laughs> to murder or whatever. So I don't mind this. This is an actual cliffhanger like last week's cliffhanger. Ooh, is Kate going to accept or not? <laughs> yes, she is. It's not a cliffhanger. We saw some of those in the British version, too. In the, yeah, but yeah. Um, now. I will say, so someone on Twitter and okay, someone that I saw on Twitter, I'm sure about a dozen people have done this, uh, but a guy who was on, um, um, oh, the the reality show, oh, this is so bad. Uh, the the, um, <laughs> the challenge. No, no, no. The reality show based on the Korean show about a whole oh, bunch of Squid people. Game. Yes. Thank you. Wow. I just could not. That was out of my brain. So he was on the Squid Game. He's a big reality show fan. And he did a freeze frame of it, blew it up. You cannot tell for sure whose name it is. Mm -hmm. But he said, to me, this looks a lot more like Peter than Phaedra. It's too short mm -hmm. to be Phaedra, although it's about the same, you know, just the way it's written. Uh, I couldn't tell anything. I have seen at least three or four um, polls on Instagram and on Twitter uh, saying, who do you think it's going to be? Every one of them ran almost identical. I mean, it may be that the same people like me are voting in all of them, but uh, that it's two thirds of people think it's Peter and one third think it's Phaedra. Uh, mm. So I think it's Peter. I'm I I I. I, I'm not saying I'd bet the house on it, but, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty damn sure. OK, I think it's Phaedra just because they spent so much time and they even pointed out with MJ being like, I'm not here to just vote and stay with my friends. You know, I'm here to make an impact on the show and an impact on what's happening. And um, yeah, I felt with with all the shots to her confused face and like she felt like she was agreeing with a lot of things that were being said. Um, I feel like she's kind of like a wild card and she's going to throw out Phaedra's name. I think they just did that to make this a true cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, yeah. every other vote, literally every other vote I could have predicted. I did predict ahead of time. We knew they didn't have to turn <laughs> them over. It's like we knew, you know, who was voting how before they did it. Mm -hmm. Hers was really the only one up in the air. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could it could be. I I still think she's sticking with her alliance and mm -hmm. and voting out Peter. I'm with Mary. I think uh -oh. she's going to vote for Phaedra, partly because of what, what you've just said, Mary, about sort of the editing choices, but also because when I look at the votes, what I realise is four people have voted for Peter. Two of those are traitors. So they are just voting for him because they don't want to vote for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> one of the other people is Sandra, and if, and if I'm to believe you, David, Sandra also doesn't really think he's a traitor. She's just voting for him. So her, so her vote almost doesn't count. Like, it's not a genuine vote that she thinks he's a traitor. Mm -hmm. That means mm -hmm. the only person who's sort of genuinely voted for Peter believing he's a traitor is Sheree. She's actually, the, she's like the one person. And I just think Sheree's not a great player at this game and doesn't know what's going on. No, and I think she's doing it because the other option was Phaedra and, and she's friends she's, with Phaedra. Want, yeah. She yeah. I mean, if if she gets to the end with Phaedra, Phaedra wins. You know, yeah. I mean Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so um but so, also I think that MJ I mean MJ was in the group 
where uh, Sandra laid out the snooker balls. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so although they're making MJ look like, I mean, they've repeatedly either they have made her look like an idiot or she's made herself look like one, one or the other. Um, you know, she, it was, I, I just feel like she's kind of in the same position as Sandra, except as a follower instead of a leader. Like, I think she's going to vote with her alliance. I, I've got faith that she's, especially, you know, that that little moment that maybe seemed like it was nothing, but when oh. she clocked mm-hmm. Kate at breakfast and noticed that she was mm-hmm. acting differently, I thought maybe MG is actually a little smarter than I might have given her credit. For. So I, I'm going with, I think she's... Oh, and, then, and then Kate That's why will I'm have hoping to blackmail. It's Phaedra. The, yeah. and Kate will have to blackmail and she'll blackmail MJ because MJ clocked her. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm I'm hoping that it's Phaedra so that pe- more people can pay attention to Kate because I think as long as Phaedra's there, even if Kate's like spiraling out of control, mm-hmm. no one's going to be like, oh, let's vote for her. Because at this point, people are used to her being out of control and wild. Right. And she purposely tried to lose last time. And she's here kind of just to mix up the mud a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's not, she wasn't like added to the cast because they were like, oh, this is going to like, this is going to make good television. It's not right. She knows what's happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I have another couple of hypotheticals for us to think about. Firstly, well, David, you've kind of already predicted my mm-hmm. next question. If Phaedra goes, if she is banished, will Kate have to blackmail again and who might she pick? So you think, yes, and she'll maybe go for MG? I mean, I think she has to. You know, we know they always mm-hmm. need to keep a at least one trader going into the finale. Mm-hmm. And this was episode nine. This goes till I believe episode 11, because I think 12 is the reunion. Yeah, I, I um, think that as well. So there's no way they're going to only have as much as you and I have discussed. We wouldn't mind it. Uh, there's no way they're going to go, you know, have the possibility of going into the finale with no traders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do think, it, it would be funny if that's, you know, if that's why we saw that from MJ is because it's the reason that Kate then turns around and and, uh, you know, uh, blackmails her. I don't think MJ is the best person to blackmail, but it, it would be funny. Yeah. Uh, I think Kate think? might blackmail uh, Peter because he's already got uh, suspicion on him. Yeah. And so at the next round table, you throw that out. And I'm sure once he's been blackmailed, he'd act so much differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can be like, Hey, look, we got another traitor out. And then there's no real telling. And then by that point, there's like one episode left. They're not going to force you to blackmail. Right. someone. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I had <laughs> said a couple episodes ago that they should have, uh, or, you know, in predicting, uh, you know who they who who they might need to or maybe i said it maybe i said it on twitter or something for this last episode that it would have been funny to blackmail peter for this one because he'd already turned them down once so now it'd be Mm -hmm. like okay now you have a choice now i don't know if there are (laughs) rules like you can only try to recruit the same person once uh, Mm -hmm. or if blackmail counts as recruiting so it's possible it's not allowed but I mean, um, after the way that Peter's been talking, I can imagine like him being blackmailed and him just going, "I'm out, I'm leaving," and like, which yeah. would be better? Be like, that that would be amazing. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That would be some just, good television. 
everybody just being like, see, we told you Peter was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, on the other hand, then, if Phaedra stays and they go for Peter, mm-hmm. who might Phaedra and Kate murder next? I think MJ. I think I think that's that's where Kate. Okay. I, I think one way or the other, this MJ thing comes into play, okay. and I think mm-hmm. Kate's so flustered by it that she's going to be like. And, and remember, even if actually, even if she blackmails, at least as far as we know from this episode, she you know she may get to murder again too. So MJ may be dead no matter what. Okay. Yeah. And. Do you do you think the same, Mary? That they'll go, they would go for MJ. I I don't know. I have a really strong feeling that MJ is going to make it. Um, I feel like her edit is kind of changing so that she's getting more screen time because she's figuring it out a little bit more. Um, I do think that both Kate and Phaedra are vindictive enough that if it's not Peter, they're going to go for Trishel or John. I. I, that's what I think. They, I think their tempers would just get the better, better of them and yeah. just go for Trishel and they're like, I don't care if it looks obvious, we just want her out. Yeah, I think they're too petty, like legitimately too petty <laughs> to ever think about a strategy with killing. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel the same. Yeah. Way. Now, uh, David, I, I'm relying on you again here because I have not seen the post-mortem a uh, little episode of the show. What can mm-hmm. you report back to us? Well, with all honesty and no lies included, with, that's right. <laughs> never, never. I solemnly swear. Uh, I, I solemnly swear to. Uh, uh, so, um, Phaedra was on there, obviously, and she said she chose to recruit Kate because Kate played before and is hilarious and quirky. Not great reasons, you know, I mean, we had <laughs> talked early on, um, you know, that, uh, you know, should have picked for for good strategic reasons instead per- picked for personality. Uh, maybe she was tired of, you know, the re- white bread people uh, that she had to deal mm-hmm. with, uh, the plain toast people she mm-hmm. had to deal the with. Earlier. <laughs> yes. Um, and so. Uh, you know, and then Kate said after she played the first time, she thought the traders had such an advantage but now she thinks they don't because of the paranoia. She was still right the first time, you know? Yes, they no, do yeah. have an advantage, you know? Whether, you know, even if you're a little paranoid, no, they still have, traders still have a huge advantage mm-hmm. yeah. um, if they use it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate admitted that murdering Kevin was, quote, not the most strategic decision. <laughs> uh, but you have to spend a lot of time together in the castle. So, you know, that goes back to what we figured from that as well. And then Kevin, who was interviewed after he was uh, murdered, uh, said his strategy was to find people who had a lot of experience in strategic gaming and follow their plan. So, yeah, Kevin was another real, uh, you know, a real leader, a real, uh, a real brain trust with him there, mm-hmm. and that's all the interesting. How is thing. everyone they murder a leader? That's my question. Yeah, <laughs> like every single time, they're like this person is a leader of their group, and it's like there are twelve people in that group. Yeah. How are they all leaders? <laughs> well, he wasn't a leader. They said he wasn't a leader. You know, so. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so that's it. I mean, this postmortem was not terribly exciting. 
I mean, most of them aren't, but this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of closing thoughts. I don't <laughs> go for it. Um, so I, I just a lot of it we've already talked about. So I, I you know, but like Peter's pals, <laughs> they keep talking about needing to hit the right target and get out a trader, and it's just annoying. It's it's moralistic. We've discussed it in, in today. We've discussed it previously. They're setting themselves up to have new traders continually put mm-hmm. in that they have no clue about. And if they succeed in getting rid of Phaedra, then congratulations. You will have two traders and no clues whatsoever. So good job in losing the game that way, if that's what you end up doing, you know. Um, so, you know, that was the main thing. The other thing you had mentioned about CT actually using his voting slate to to draw out the evidence. I just enjoyed that. And him <laughs> recognizing actual hard evidence as compared to what other people say are hard evidence and really is. Yeah. So that's it. Great. Uh, we have some questions from listeners. That, the, the first one I have, we've kind of already covered, but I'll, I'll, I'll read it anyway. So this is from Gary Rose on X. He asks, how much does Sandra really know Seems to me she's lost, but will probably be a winning finalist anyway. Haven't seen her really that she knows Phaedra is a traitor. And and I guess, David, you're very much in the camp of she knows everything. Yes. And I mean, <laughs> some of it comes from social media. She has said certain mm, things on yeah, social media that indicate now. Do we believe all of their social media when it's retrospective? No. <laughs> um, but. Uh, in you know between knowing how she plays games and knowing what's going on in this game and that yeah i'm i'm pretty certain she knows okay and and many you feel the same way based on nothing but vibes i feel like she knows a lot more than they're letting on mm-hmm. yeah and i was going to ask this earlier actually Mary, how familiar are you with people like sandra or or any of the contestants from their other I mean, I know I know very few of them from other places. So, you know, how familiar are you? My sister uh, watches a lot of Real Housewives and like Selling Sunset and that sort of that's her version of reality TV. Um, but I don't I've never really watched tons of Survivor or Big Brother or any of that stuff. Certainly never even heard of the challenge before this season of The Traders. Um <laughs> Um, and to hear that it's been like going on for years and years and years. I'm like, where was it? <laughs> MTV. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I won the challenge like six times. I'm like, what? When did it come out? Yeah. Um, but I will say I'm going to watch a full season of Survivor this year. My family's decided that this year, this season, we're going to watch it together. Okay. Yeah. Starts this Wednesday. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so excited. We're gonna have a watch party because I bought cable for when I was on TV, and now I still need ah, to use hey. it. <laughs> so I still need to use yes. this cable package that is just sitting on my. <laughs> and I can I can recommend a good Survivor podcast for you too. You know, uh, <laughs> listen to you might know end, one or two. Know. Yeah, I might know one. Yeah. Um. So I, I, you know, I know this isn't. Uh, pertinent to this but if you didn't watch that reality tv how did you end up on the traders lots of secret stuff in the background you know uh i was i was kind of i was found and i like watched 
I used to be like, oh yeah, I love reality TV. And then I got plunked into this show and they were like, how do you feel about all these celebrities? And is it going to change how you play your game? And I just honestly had to say, I don't know who you're talking about other than like (laughs) Rick Rick Campanelli. Like he's the only one that I'm like, oh my God, a celebrity, everyone else. I was kind of like shit talking them to their face. And then I get out of the game and I get my phone back and I go onto Instagram and I'm like, oh, those celebrities, you know? (laughs) (laughs) they just weren't in my circle (laughs) but now they are and uh i'm trying to research more and so i'm not as embarrassed next time i (laughs) meet celebrities (laughs) i mean you're you're not the only one to have been recruited for that show i know uh you know mike was mike talked about you know they were looking for a magician and they found magician Mm -hmm. mike and so uh you know other uh other people were as well so yeah yeah i think uh the, the you know uk series three applications are maybe they've closed now but i kept seeing it online people kept like sending mm-hmm. me hey may I apply for traitors season three in the uk but based on what i, I know about casting of these shows, probably very very few of the cat in the uk anyway like the, the uk contestants are chosen from people who just happened to go online and apply i think mm-hmm. quite often people are kind of targeted other ways um yeah and it's like a very much just the creative industry in general not saying that this is how i got it but it's very nepotism there's a lot of like you know this person who knows this person and so you know mm-hmm. mine i'm like it's like four degrees of separation to like this person turned it down but they know this person and then actually they know this person and it got to me eventually yeah. and i said yes so <laughs> yeah and then there's yeah and then there's australian season two where clearly nobody knew how to play the damn game so <laughs> they they hadn't watched it they didn't read the rules they just went wild so yeah. mm-hmm. uh i have another question from Jordan sent me this question on Instagram. So hello, Jordan. I've kind of already answered this to him, but I'll I'll read it out anyway, because it was a fun question that I just hadn't even thought of. Jordan said, whenever everyone is arriving to the castle for the UK, but this would apply to, to like maybe John and Ekinsu from this, this season. He says, they seem in such awe of the castle. I just imagine everyone is so unfazed to castles in the UK and Europe. Do you think production (laughs) is telling them to hype it up? But I, I, my response was no. Actually, I don't think production needs to hype them up for the castle. I Mm-mm. think, first of all, I live in the UK. I'm excited to see a castle. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not surrounded by them. So if I went to Traitors, the, the, the where they film, I'd still be like amazed by it. And I, and I think just generally, you know, the the atmosphere. And obviously, Mary, you can speak to this. The the excitement of just being on set and you're right yeah. at the place and. Yeah. I'm don't need hyped up but I, I think it probably would just naturally be really exciting to be there so that, that would it is off. and it's a beautiful the one that they've used for uh the uk and the us is a beautiful castle yeah. like i would be freaking out about it every single time we drove up to it and ours <laughs> wasn't like a castle it was just this like beautiful sort of old manor but even then i was still like oh, i can't believe i get to stay here you know it's beautiful um i think the only time they ask you to hype it up is if they're like oh sorry we didn't get that filmed properly you gotta walk mm-hmm. back again and that's the only 
only time I would say that reality TV feels scripted yeah. is when they're like, oh, we have to get that reaction one more time. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I can't be candid a second time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, I think you also have a couple of questions from online. Yes, I have a couple of questions from Allie F on Twitter. Uh, she said, I feel it's almost survival in a Scottish castle. Uh, after Dan gave up Phaedra and everyone seems to know Phaedra as a traitor after not being on anyone's radar, which I don't mind since it's such a different dynamic compared to other seasons. What's your take on it? Um, so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the survivor, I mean, I, I guess I, I, it goes back to what we were saying that yes, it's a game of alliances. You know, they know who they know Phaedra is a traitor and it's a game of, the, the most faithful of the faithfuls wants to get rid of the traitor, whereas the game players want to keep the traitor. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in that way, it is almost Survivor in a Scottish castle, which when it comes down to it, most reality television could be played that way, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. arguably should be or competitive <clears throat> reality television, you know, should be played that way. What counts are your allies. Yeah doesn't matter traitor or faithful it matters if you have allies because mm -hmm. if you don't have mm -hmm. allies you're doomed uh yeah. and so so yes from that perspective yeah it, it's survivor in a castle yeah even alan coming makes a sort of ref not a reference to survivor but he makes a one of his lines is about tribes he says it's a house of two tribes and these two tribes are about mm -hmm. to go to war so they're sort of even writing that into mm. his his dialogue and you have to be a little bit like blind to not say that there is a survivor to traitors pipeline. Yeah. Like right. there's always someone from survivor in the traitors. Uh, if they, if they're doing it with the reality casts and stuff like that, there's just yeah. a very clear pipeline for that. Yeah. And there will continue as long as they do, mm -hmm. you know, this, this way of doing it in the U S um, it will be. And you know, it makes for a different game. I was talking to someone else about this on Twitter and and uh, um, he was saying that basically the game is flawed. It's broken. The trade and this may have been his first season watching, uh, even though he mm -hmm. does a lot of reality TV and podcasting. But uh, he said, the, you know, the, the the way the game is made is broken. And I said, well, what's broken about it is you have people like Phaedra and Sheree who have known each other for 20 years and Sheree is never going to turn on Phaedra. Never, ever. And mm -hmm. Phaedra didn't have to do anything in game mm -hmm. to make that happen. You know, on other seasons, the traders had to gain the trust of the faithful who they could bring to the end and who would not turn on them. We saw that in season one. Sari had to do that, you know? Yes, she used some of her own old friends that she knew, but the people she took to the end were people who were just going to trust her blindly. Uh, mm -hmm. Phaedra can do the same thing if she makes it past this with Sheree. And that's that part of it is broken when you have this type of cast because they don't have to do any real work yeah. when it's someone like Sheree. Other people what? are willing to turn on each other, um, but, yeah. but some are not. And that does kind of break a certain aspect of the game yeah so now that wasn't the other twitter question i had because the other <laughs> one was also from ali um uh said uh 
uh, Peter took Phaedra's. Uh, I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose comment really personally. Uh, Real Housewives say one-liners all day and we love it. (laughs) But Peter from a TV show where fantasy and, quote, being there for the right reasons uh, plays a big part. This, you know, does this dictate his game on the traders is basically uh, the question. And maybe, I mean, I don't know if he took it really personally or he was overacting or it was, again, reaction shots and things like that. I mean, Yes, he was appalled that she would, you know, act that way towards him and everything else. But he was also fighting for his own life at that moment. And mm-hmm. so he definitely <clears throat> amped up, like you called it, Mary, the disgusted face shots and things mm-hmm. like that, you know. So I think he amped it up kind of. <laughs> it, OK, it reminds me and I may have mentioned this once before, um, <laughs> but I used to do hearings for work. Yeah. And the way the hearings were set up, I was. I was not a lawyer. I was doing the testimony and our table was facing the board members who made the decision. And often uh, the other table would either be those opposing us or there would be someone next to us who was like making a public comment or something. I couldn't respond verbally a lot of times to like the public comments. So when someone would get up there and say something crazy, I just find one board member to look at and I just like roll my eyes or make faces, (laughs) things like that, you know, to make it clear that this person was crazy or was saying things that didn't make sense. And I amped it up. I absolutely acknowledge, especially now that I'm retired and it can't be used against me. (laughs) Uh, you know, that I amped it up and he, you know, I didn't even have television cameras. Actually, I probably wouldn't have done it if I had television cameras on me, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he's doing the same thing. He's, he's amping it up for those who are judging him basically and trying to, you know, like, look at her. She's crazy type of type of look. So did he take, I, I I mean, I do think he took some of it personally because he seems to take everything personally, but Mm -hmm. I also think he over dramatized it yeah i do agree with uh phaedra though and like because he went from a tv show maybe it was a few years ago but he went from a tv show where literally everyone is there to get his attention to get his respect he's the top dog he's the one in charge and now he's in this new show where he's not really the one in charge Mm -hmm. but you can see him really fighting to be the one in charge to be the leader to be not necessarily the because they i know they threw that word around but the alpha male but it does feel like a lot of chest beating from peter being like look how smart i am look at me Mm -hmm. look at me look at me um but look at me as a fateful only Whereas like in, in a game like the traders, you, you do want people to look at you, but you don't want them to always be looking at you. Right. And that, that's where right. he's getting it mixed up in his head. Yes. He puts the dick in dictator. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, he really does. And on the bachelor, he put it elsewhere too. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, he gives off fuck boy attitude for sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the entire time he's talking, I'm like, I would not respect you at a party, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are again lots of other questions floating around on YouTube uh, too many to read out here but definitely again particularly for Traders Australia content if you head over to the YouTube page which I'll mention at the end you could get involved in all of the discussions going on there uh, which uh, is, is, is really cool to be part of so mm-hmm. check that out and I think we are ready to conclude our 
Game of Betrayal, the traitor traitor. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's already making noises of unhappiness. Yeah. <laughs> He's giddy over there. <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to lie to one another and i have lied to you both i'm very sorry uh have, have you <laughs> no both, you're not have you i'm not that sorry <laughs> have you both i'm only sorry if uh you catch me uh <laughs> and i did yes. a bad job of it yes uh david did you lie i did uh may did you lie to us i did i told one little lie okay or maybe a big lie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe so... that's her lie. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe her that lie. Is she, it. Actually, <laughs> she actually didn't tell a lie until Not just one. then. And then she said it was a lie. <laughs> Bring it to the round table. We'll discuss it there. Yeah. Well, um, this is the time. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's time for our round table. I will begin by guessing David's lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, David will guess Mary. Mary will guess me. David, David, David. Um... <laughs> I think I've scribbled some notes and I can't read some of them. Uh, oh, good. I have a few guesses. What now? You you mentioned your son's birthday, but I and I know it was his birthday because you posted about it online. Yes. <laughs> but I wonder if you lied about his age. But I don't think you would do that because you one of your lies recently was about a number, and I think you're I think you're leaving numbers for now. Unless you also, you lied about, you mentioned a video, one of your videos having 50,000 views, and not that I'm undermining the popularity of your videos, but I wondered, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's more just to than be clear, 50,000. Just to be clear, so that you don't make it off of incorrect information, that was a tweet, not a video. Oh, sorry, sorry, a tweet. Uh, but I'll go... I, you talked about nerf swords as well, and I wondered if that wasn't true, but I'm going to go way back to the start. You said something very early on. You talked about, is it Mike Boogie? Is yes. that a person? You said you met Mike. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you met him, I think, and you said it was in a bar in California, and I wondered if maybe the location was a lie. Nope. Everything about that story was true. Uh, I would have changed. The funny thing is I would have put lies into that whole story, but I didn't know Mary's backstory in terms of whether she watched or knew about Big Brother. <laughs> so, I, I, so therefore I just put only the honest stuff about that. Actually, yeah. I shouldn't say anything more because I know oh, Mary yes. gets a chance to. Yeah, Mary, you can uh, jump in. And, uh, do you have any guesses for David? I, I also caught the birthday thing. I was like, I feel like his son isn't actually 25. Well, you guys no, need to pay attention to my Facebook post, because yeah. I actually <laughs> said his age in the Facebook post. Yes, yeah. he's 25. I even said, uh, I can't believe he's 25. Yeah. Um, no, actually, uh, Matthew, you were close uh, on the Twitter thing. Because uh, it was 25,000 views, not 50,000 views. Oh, you doubled it. I should have gone for it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, so yes, I doubled it. Now, it may by the end, you know, get to that. I, I don't know. I don't think it will. I think it's probably... <laughs> 
petering out since you know the show was on yesterday and uh, I think, uh sandra retweeting it uh you know probably helped a lot but yes at one point when i was telling i don't remember which story i was telling the mike boogie stuff and everything else you had this big smile on your face matthew and, and it was just and i was, just, I, was and, and I was and I, I i it looked like you were like trying to read my soul you know in terms of like so so i started almost laughing and i'm like well, now he's gonna think i was lying and so um also was that an intentional pun when you said that your tweet was petering out no it was it, I, I thought of it as i was saying it but uh, um it was not not originally intentional okay uh david it's your turn now to guess yes. what you think mary's lie was so mm -hmm. I think, Mary, that you lied about breakfast being your only meal, because one thing that we see in the traders is they feed you guys constantly. Uh, well, not constantly, but we've at least seen lunch and dinner being served uh, in the various shows. And Lord knows Phaedra has made the most of it. Um, so when you said you survived on a croissant and some cold cuts. Now, the other thing uh -huh. is. At least in the U.S., cold cuts usually means lunch meat, not breakfast meat. Uh, mm -hmm. Things like slices of turkey and salami and corned beef and roast beef. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. expect that to be in breakfast. So I think that was your lie. I'm sorry, but that was truthful. Uh, yeah. They feed you like crazy. Uh, it seems like on the American one where they're always mm -hmm. eating together. But we had lunches and dinners uh, sequestered away in our rooms and uh they weren't great <laughs> but oh you know i think uh, told us about that yeah and i guess like cold cuts for me it was more like charcuterie meat like there was mm. like calabrese and salami and capicola that sort of stuff um and a lot of soft cheeses it really looked like they put out like um a charcuterie spread of like meat and cheese and then they're like have some coffee and orange juice while you eat this so <laughs> that was the truth that was my truth uh... i i'm gonna swoop in then i only have one <laughs> thing written down mary like i truly <laughs> have one single guess for you and i wonder if it was when you talked about what you kept from the show and you said oh i have my letter and i have a hat and I've Polaroid. I, I wonder if it's a lie that you don't have your letter. I do have my letter. Oh. Wow. I think I what? think my <laughs> I think my lie got uh missed a little bit like just like under the radar but I said that my daughter was nine and uh she's actually <laughs> she's actually seven and she'll be eight in like a month or so. I did you know what you I, I thought about that. I knew that you yeah. said that and I'm like, on Facebook, I feel I know, like David, I you feel, follow my Facebook. I know, I feel like, I, I thought that you did at some point. So there must be someone else who has a nine-year-old who I was thinking yeah. of. Uh, because it, it sounded right to me, you know? And, yeah. Uh, so, because I did think of that one, but I was like, no, no, that, that sounds right. But also, my niece just turned nine yesterday, so I might have posted that, and you might have been like, oh, yeah, Mary ah, mentioned nine before. Yeah. Yeah. So it shows that I read your posts closer than you read mine. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have ADHD, okay? <laughs> well, so far, uh, the, the lying is going 100% well. Yeah. Smashing. Uh, it's, it's down to, to me. So, Mary, you have first guess. What do you think my lie was? Oh, um, 
I'm trying to remember everything you said and it feels like a blur now when you like you're <laughs> on the spot and you're like what was said uh what did you say I think you're lying about what time you get to like watch the show because you said that you like sometimes get clips before you actually get to see it which I'm sure happens but like I think did you say you watched it last night uh no that was all true uh I <laughs> I just watched it today but I did see a clip on Kate Chastain's ex of yeah it was a little preview mm -hmm. of her talking to Phaedra so that was all true I'm afraid <laughs> uh David so <laughs> a horrible feeling I don't know about this. this I huh have a horrible I, feeling you're going to oh, be correct <laughs> I remember Alan talking about there being two groups in the house I don't remember him calling them tribes I feel like I would have noticed that, but on the other hand, it might have blown by me because I'm so used to Survivor talking about tribes. <laughs> so I think you might be lying about that, that he did not use the word tribes. That was true. He did say Damn that. It. Yeah. He called them tribes. We're terrible at this. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. And he said, those two tribes are going to war. Uh, so, yeah, that was true. I, I'm so excited. I, yeah, I've not been caught. David usually <laughs> catches me out. Uh, my lie was, well, uh, I disguised it with my bad CT accent. I said, <laughs> oh, hey, CT accent, ha, ha, ha. And I said, oh, I looked up and he was born in Queens. And that was my lie. He was, ah, he was, uh, he was born in, uh, uh, I think, Brooklyn, another part of New York. I lied about Queens. Ah. Yay, Would you even liars. know if Queens is different from Brooklyn if you looked it up? Uh, yeah, I've been to New York many times, so I I kind of know where the boroughs are. So okay. uh, that's I I snuck it in enough, and I actually thought, well, they'll think that I wouldn't know that, so maybe that's one that I can get away with. <laughs> yeah. I only know they're different because of Spider Man. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent reference. Uh, in that case, yes, we're all we're all pretty good liars then we've we've <laughs> we're bad faithful at picking up yeah. another's lies yes yeah. uh we should be traitors together yeah. uh, <laughs> now, uh, before we all finish uh may maybe you can tell us where can we find you online what should we be checking out uh, I am on Instagram and TikTok as at Mary was Forden, which is just like a mix of my husband's last name and my last name because I thought it was cool. <laughs> uh, and then I have two podcasts right now. One is a Desperate Housewives Rewatch podcast with my friend uh, Brett. Uh, with my friend Brett McCrindle, it's called Wisteria Lane Poker Club. Cool. And the other one is just on my own called Diverse a T, and it's a I'm just inviting all of my favorite comedians from Vancouver Island to tell me their favorite celebrity drama. Mm. Excellent. I'm, I'm still in like lie detecting mode. So even when you were speaking there, I was like, the podcast not called that at all. She's a traitor. I know it. <laughs> yeah. I can relax. Uh, excellent. Thank you. Mate. And I'll share links to those in the episode description so that people can Thank find you. those. Uh, I was, yeah, I was a big fan of Desperate Housewives back in the day. I don't know if I made it all the way to the end, but uh, that sounds really fun. It's like eight seasons. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
And like every season is like 20 to 23 episodes. And I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> in fact, I'm in an online quiz league. And in our last uh, quiz, one of the questions was about play uh, actors uh, on Desperate Housewives. And I knew that Terry Hatcher was one of the answers. And I was very proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> David, where can we find you online? Uh, so, yeah, I'm all over social media and reality TV podcasting. Um, with U.S. Survivor restarting, I will be back weekly on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with my Why Blank Lost uh, podcast. So, uh, Mary, you should definitely find that. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, our preview podcast for uh, this season was posted a couple days ago. Uh, you can also find all my various uh, social media accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree in the URL, just because that's the way they do it. Uh, or you can find me on most text-based uh, social media like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. Uh, on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as at David Bloomberg TV. And because Threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Uh, most reality TV talk, uh, including traders talk on Twitter. Uh, there are some people, uh, refugees from Twitter on threads and blue sky, uh, <laughs> where we have conversations. Um, there just, there just isn't a critical mass of people there yet. And it's harder to find your people on in those places, especially blue sky. Although I have heard they're finally going to do hashtags on blue sky. So we'll see <laughs> what happens there. Uh, speaking of, TikTok, etc. I've been posting two or three reality TV short videos every day. Of course, Traders US Thoughts, um, Australian Survivor videos, including uh, clips and my mini versions of a Why Blank Lost, um, and some Survivor flashback videos from older seasons. And of course, once US Survivor restarts uh, next week, uh, they, you know, I'll have more videos of that as well. But I already have a good lineup uh, from U.S. traders for uh, for this week. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting ready to post the uh, the Dick and Dictator one. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, a few more good one liners to get in there. Yeah. Fantastic. As for uh, the podcast, uh, you could uh, do what Karen and Stephen and Anna have done, and that is to donate to the podcast coffee page. Uh, that's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. Uh, so thanks to Karen and Stephen and Anna. Anna, I don't know if Anna listens to the podcast. I was at a book event this week, and a couple of people from that sent me money. So Anna didn't leave a message, so maybe it wasn't for the podcast, but thanks anyway, Anna. And People just give you money. You meet them and they give you money? Well, Damn, I, I, I gave out... I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was speaking uh, as an author at an event and gave out free books, but suggested if anyone wanted to donate for the books. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't talk enough about my books on the podcast and I really should promote it a bit more, but at some point mm -hmm. I will do that. If you find me online, uh, you can you can see more about the books that I've published there. Uh, if the, the coffee.com is just to help me run the podcast and also to help uh, something that, I, that uh, you'll be helping pay for is a ticket to an event. I mentioned this on the last episode, I think, that uh, on Monday, the 26th of February, Alan Cumming will be at a live Q&A in New York 
and I sort of half jokingly put out a request for a correspondent and I've had a response. So now yeah. Savannah in New York is going to <clears throat> attend the event uh, on yeah. behalf of the podcast and she'll be meeting me on the podcast uh, next time to feedback to me all about how it went and what the highlights were. So thank you, Savannah. And I'm really looking forward to talking all about that. As always, you can leave reviews and you could follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, CastBox. Send us any questions or thoughts on episodes. We'll talk about them like we did today. You can find the podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at The Tradar Podcast or on X at The Tradar Pod. And you can email me at thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. That was an awful lot to get through. Mm-hmm. Mary and David, <laughs> thank you so much for being thank here you. for this episode of The Trader. Mary, what what a treat to have you. I hope you've had a nice time talking about this episode with us. I yes. did. I'm so glad to be here. I've been waiting so patiently yes. to come and talk to you guys. So I'm so glad that I got to. <laughs> well, yes, thank you. And, you know, we didn't we didn't even uh, like kick you off for anything. You know, we didn't <laughs> say, oh, she's too traitorous. We got to get rid of her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We kept you to the finale. Oh, uh, I didn't cry in front of you guys. I think that's the main thing. Okay. <laughs> and I am also very excited to hear thoughts from both of you when we when we get the relief to our cliffhanger. And mm-hmm. hopefully, maybe we're we're right. But you know, maybe David's going to beat us, and Peter will be gone. <laughs> Until next time, then keep us on your radar. Stay traitorous. Yay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 